Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you are here. Each moment of our lives is an opportunity to learn something valuable about ourselves. Oren Nadrich returns to the show today to share her wisdom about what we can do and what questions we can ask to help shift our consciousness and through our awakening to help shift the consciousness of others. Are you ready to meet her? Ora Nadrich is founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking. Her latest book is Live True, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. A certified life coach and mindfulness teacher, Ora specializes in transformational thinking, self-discovery, and in mentoring new coaches as they develop their careers. Learn more at auranadrich.com. Ora, welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm glad to have you on the show. I think I want to start, I think, let's just start at the beginning. What does it mean to live authentically? It's one of those, it sounds easy, but it's kind of a loaded phrase. Yeah, I mean, you know, just the word authentic, you know, I think most of us know what that means. It means genuine, real. You can sort of get the sort of Webster, Merriam-Webster definition of it or whatever definition of it you so choose to look for. It's the real thing. You know, what is real? Well, isn't that also something that you can dive deeper into? Because your real might not be my real, okay? And I use this word throughout the book. It's a mindfulness guide to authenticity. And really what I'm offering up to the reader is how to live true to who we really are. And so many times we're living against the current of who we truly are, our true nature, you know, also can be referred to as Buddha nature. Do you know, um, that's one way of describing the essence, the true essence. I like to go back to the very beginning of the moment that we come into this earth plane and that we are all individual, unique spirits. There are no two spirits alike and that that is really our true essence. And then we go on the life journey and there's so many things along the way that pull us farther and farther away from the true authentic self. So what I'm proposing is a way to find our way back to who we truly are. And the way in which we can feel it most is in our bodies. And that's what I'm helping also the reader to discover what it feels like and our meditations at the end of every chapter to know when you're really feeling inauthentic, 
to be able to identify that and to know what that actually feels like. Why do you think we resist that process of uncovering our of our true nature? It can seem a little bit scary almost. What what stops us from doing this? Why do we resist meditation and learning and and change? What is that in us that creates that conflict? You know, that is such a good question and it's a question that I'm I constantly ponder. For me it's a very um existential question in many ways. You know, I looked at it very closely because I'm very much about exploring the inner journey. I think it was Socrates said that the unexamined life is not worth living. Now that's easy for those that resonate to that message. You know, I have been on a very deep psycho-spiritual journey for a very long time and I sought it out. You have to be willing to do that and wanting to know more about yourself. I think where the fear comes in is that, you know, there are parts of ourselves that we may not want to explore. And Jung called it shadow. The aspects of ourselves that we may not like as much, you know, it's also thought of as maybe the, the darker aspects of ourselves. You know, maybe those are the areas where we have anger or we have emotions that we're not very proud of, do you know? So many people don't want to go near that. They just as soon kind of put a lid on it, do you know? I feel that that's where the greatest knowing is by taking a deep dive into ourselves. And I write about that and live true. I say, you know, you have to be willing to take a deep dive to the bottom of the sea of your psyche. And you might find some wreckage there. You know, I use the analogy of the depth of an ocean. You might find, you know, wreckage there or a sunken ship remnants of a sunken ship, but you will also find treasures there, treasures that are even beyond your imagination. So you have to be willing to go into the places that are uncomfortable, but what you will discover there is so much richer, I feel, than if you didn't. And why go through life and be on this life journey if you really are afraid to know yourself well? And we don't go alone, do we? There are tools and practices. This book, listeners, is full of tools and practices to help gently and 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 firmly. I don't mean gently like it's poofy or floofy. Gently and firmly take you on that deep dive, so you don't you don't go by yeah. yourself as you do it. No, no. And, and that's another really good point, Karen, to bring up this journey, this life journey, even though it's in each and every one of our own personal journey, we are not alone. There are so many tools and techniques and skill sets, which I like to offer up that are so useful or what I like to call user friendly. And the thing that's also important to know is that everybody in their own way at their own time and at their own pace, unless you're someone who just does not want to go there. And that's a personal choice. But what you realize is that there are a lot of people that are curious, that are afraid, that are hurting, that are suffering, just like you might be. And they know that venturing forth, you know, that's part of the great healing. 
you need to heal that which really causes you pain and discomfort. And there's no way of doing that other than to look up close and personal to the wound, you know, and to start to heal it. And that's another thing that I guide the reader in, to be able to use these tools and, and techniques and skill sets so that you can go gently on that exploration of self. Do you know? Yeah. Why do you think, especially now, because I think this is a time when a lot of our worst instincts, a lot of our most divided selves are on display. Why is this message so important now? Why is it so important that we be do using the tools and walking this path now? I think it is really important right now because the times that we're in right now are filled with a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos, you know, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of duplicity. Things aren't what they always appear to be. You know, we're living in a time where there's something called fake news. I mean, let's just go with that. Right. You know, the people are tuning in and saying, I want answers. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's real and what's not. And we are so bombarded, especially with social media and what's going on, certainly, you know, in, in the political realm, if you will, that can be very disconcerting and very confusing. So people want answers. Well, you can't keep looking for answers outside of yourself. If you don't know what's real within your own self, how are you going to be able to identify it outside of yourself? That's why I feel like this inner journey is so important, because if you have that conflict within yourself and you really don't know who your authentic self is, how are you going to recognize it outside of you? So that type of chaos and that kind of mayhem that we're witnessing, I personally feel it's a manifestation of so much of what is the confusion within one's own self. Do you know, mm-hmm. it's no mystery why we see things outside of ourselves. You know, so often there are manifestations that are very distressing and, you know, uh, horrifying, if you will. And we go, oh, how did that happen? How in the world did that happen? Do you know, without taking any responsibility that it starts with each and every one of us. Do you know, that's why looking within cleaning up your own self, you know, cleaning up your side of the street, coming to understand your own unconscious mind better, coming to really what I call in my first book, to own your thoughts, all of them, not just the pretty ones. Mm -hmm. We need to take responsibility for what we think and what we project outside of ourselves so that we don't keep seeing it manifested externally. We need to do the work internally. You talk in the book about asking the question, who am I, about how powerful that question is as a tool for self-discovery. And I think you you were just speaking into a situation where it's important as we find ourselves amidst all that shouting and breaking glass and all that stuff that's happening for us to be able to stop and draw a breath and and go, wait a minute, who am I in this place at this time with this set of circumstances? Who am I? Uh, very powerful question. I think it's an extremely powerful question. I think, you know, it, it, it really conjures up for me the William Shakespeare quote, to thine own self be true. Do you know, if we don't question, if we don't ask ourselves who we are and what is it that we not only want from ourselves, but what is our purpose here? Do you know, what, what do we think we're doing here? 
You know, this, these are very important questions to know about ourselves. You know, we're living in a time as well where there's so much me-centricity, which I talk about in the book. You know, people aren't even looking up from their gadgets. I see people walking down the street. They're not even making contact with one another. They're so glued to their smartphones, do you know? So what are we doing here? Are we here to perpetuate chaos? Are we here to rape this earth of its natural beauty and resources? Do you know, each of us needs to take responsibility. I don't think we're here for a free ride. Do you know? I mean, you can be here and, and manifest whatever you want in this lifetime, but if we think it's just all about just taking for ourselves with putting anything back or out into the universe, I think that is very me-centric. And, you know, there's a wonderful quote. It's one of my favorite quotes by French philosopher Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, who says, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes, we are indeed having many human types of experiences. And some of those human experiences cause us to forget that we are spirits. And that's why I brought up who we are when we come into the world, which then connects back to the authentic self. The spirit, the spirit which is most pure, which is most real. And if you believe in the spirit and wonder what it is that's occupying this vehicle, this vessel called our body, where do we think our spirit goes when we leave this earth? So we need to think more along the lines of how are we nurturing our spirits? How are we being more compassionate, you know, from a spiritual, you know, point of view as opposed to just really wanting more, desiring more and more and more for our human experiences? Mm. And the way that we hide from what is true, head down in our smartphones, the way we hide from truth or exploration or conversation or challenge or change, the way we hide from that goodness, even as we say we want to bring more of it to us. Absolutely. Yes. And I think, you know, that brings to mind the the Gandhi quote, you know, be the change you wish to see in the world. We can't keep having these be intellectual concepts. You know, there's so many quotes today on social media. You know, they're beautiful quotes. They're great. I think we'd all agree that they're inspiring. They're motivating. But this isn't about the person that said that quote, to live it out for us. We need to be the ones that are, you know, manifesting the changes that we wish to see, as Gandhi said, and that is taking responsibility. Do you know? Yeah. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Aura Nadrich, and her new book is Live True, A Mindfulness Guide to Authenticity. You can find out more about the book and more about Aura and her work at auranadrich.com. That's O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H dot com. One of the things you said in the book that just really, I just wrote it down and highlighted it here. Without being present, we cannot be fully aware. And without being fully aware, we remain unconscious. So what does it mean to be present? Is that the same as mindfulness? Mindfulness in its definition is being in the present moment with total awareness, 
non-judgment and acceptance. And you can add, keep adding as much to that as you want. Self-love, I say it's like the cherry on top. Well, mindfulness is having an awareness of the moment of which you are in right now. I like to use the example of something that people are doing, and let's just use you and I as an example. We're in this conversation. We're having a conversation in present time. We're not in the past, which has come and gone, and we're not in the future, which isn't here yet. We are in the present time having this conversation, and we're both very present with each other. Isn't that what it requires to have this conversation fully? So we do that when we're doing things, especially the things that interest us. We give our attention, not always. Sometimes we're very, we're we're distracted or we're multitasking. We live in a time of tremendous multitasking. So what I really like to bring to the foreground of people's awareness is that how present are you in the moments of your life? You know, mindfulness helps you be even aware of when you're trying to slip out of a moment. And the more you read Live True, you see how I take the reader on that journey in that mindfulness not only keeps us present, but it reminds us of when we're about to hurry a moment along, resent the moment that we're in, pretend the moment isn't here. You know, all the things that we do in our discomfort of being fully present. And one of the reasons why we do that is that we oftentimes live in the past, which I call in the book being a past dweller, or we're worried and concerned about the future, which isn't even here yet, and I call that future chaser. And where we have the hardest time is in the present, and that's being a present experiencer. There are many reasons for that. Again, it's very individual. Some people are not comfortable being in the present because they just think they want more. It's never enough for them. Do you know? And then there are some people that are so lamenting the past, they can't get over it, that they're dragging all this stuff into the present, which really means you're living in the present out of your past. And so you can see all these ways in which we trick ourselves or we rob ourselves of being in the moment fully. We can really take pleasure in it, like I am experiencing talking to you. You know, we think of the things that we do that actually give us pleasure. You know, for me, it's like watching a sunset or, you know, being with my loved ones or having a meal that I really enjoy. We know what it feels like to be present. We know what it feels to derive pleasure in a moment. But we also know that not all the moments go as we would want them to. So what mindfulness helps us is to be aware of our discomfort in a moment that might be difficult for us. And in that difficulty, we learn how to be in that moment by having, you know, comforting positive self-talk such as, I know this is a difficult moment, I will get through this. You know, we have a lot of negative self-talk that don't help us in the moment that we're having difficulty in. So mindfulness across the board really is an incredible tool to use so that we can navigate all the moments of our lives more seamlessly, if you will, and, you know, just more effortlessly so that they're not always a drag, you know, that we're in the moment and we're begrudging them every step of the way. It also that practice of mindfulness, at least for me, is a real tool to help with 
fear because if I'm my fear of that maybe negative moment that I'm about to go through, right? That's in the future. I project my fear into that moment. It arrives. I'm even more fearful the moment that ability to be present with myself, no matter what it is that I'm going through reminds me of that. It's kind of like the, who am I question reminds me of my strength and my resilience and reminds me that I'm not alone. And so if I can be present with myself in the moment that isn't going as I wished, or as I'm not behaving as I wanted, or it's bad news or whatever it is, as much as I can in the happy transcendent, you know, I'm eating a perfect piece of chocolate moment. It reminds me of my own strength. And from that strength, right from that, there's healing there. At least that's how it feels to me. Yes. And that's a, a wonderful way to describe it. You know, these moments of our lives that are difficult, I say there's a great learning in them. They have something to offer us. They have something oftentimes to tell us, and they have something oftentimes to teach us. And as much as we'd like to hurry a difficult or painful moment along, if we can be in it and be present in it, and even be aware, as I said, that we're we're having difficulty in it. And fear is a very important gauge because I view fear. Like when I'm aware of my fear in a moment, I allow myself to be with it because I know that I'm afraid of something. It may not be apparent to me just yet because I'm feeling it maybe in the body, but I know that I'm on on the precipice of something that's going to push me through my fear so that I can come out the other side of it, realizing more strength about myself, as you just said. Do you know, it's like that is a really important way rather than to shut down or to avoid the discomfort, be it fear in a moment to say, oh, I'm I can feel this fear. I'm I'm afraid right now. And sometimes we don't again know what the fear is. Let me be with it. Let me be with this fear because I know that it's going to reveal something to me. I know it's going to tell me something I need to know. Use these emotions, use these feelings, use your discomfort in a beneficial way and you will get through something and be on the other side of it. I say the sweet spot is on the other side of the difficulty. It's on the other side of the pain. Do you know? That's and very moving. Earlier, Karen, most people, a lot of people want to avoid this at all costs. And I, I'm such a champion of like, no, don't do that. I know this isn't comfortable, but I'm, I'm telling you, if you are patient and you allow for this and you don't rush it, you will move through it. And what you will realize about yourself, again, as you said, and I agree, a greater strength about yourself And don't you want to experience that? I know we just have a few minutes left together. This is one of those where I wish I had like a 98 hour show. <laughs> can can you, uh, that might be slightly too long. You know, we'd have to take meal breaks and stuff and we'd fall asleep. So maybe that's too long. It we'll can't... have some chocolate. Maybe we'll have little <laughs> bites of chocolate. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> would you let the listeners know, tell them about your website, let them know about your books and how they can connect with you and your teaching, your work, your writing. My website, oranadrich.com, is, is, you know, the way you can find me and see everything that I'm doing. And, you know, even our interview together will be on it. Um, that's, 
really the the best way to uh, you know connect with me. I always love hearing from people. So if you want to reach out to me, you can email me. My books are on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. If you feel inclined to read Live True or Says Who. And I also have a calendar of events of what I'm doing. I'm going to be doing a workshop in New York at the Open Center in October, on October 12th, and I'm going to be doing a book signing in Seattle on um, August 11th, if I got that, that date right. So I'm always doing, I've got book signings, I've got workshops, I've got events, and all of that can be found on my website. What do you think is the most important lesson people could take from the book, a, a kind of a takeaway for the listeners from what we've been talking about today? To really value not only themselves, but how sacred the moments of your life are. They're gifts. The, each moment that you're alive in and that you're breathing is a gift. And if you can really look at your life journey is that way, you're not going to waste your moments. You're going you're gonna to really value the moments of your life, and you're going to want to show up in them as your most authentic, real, beautiful, radiant self, because you are. And if you don't know that about yourself, I hope my book can help shine a light on that you are a unique individual unlike any other. So I hope that that's what you come to know about yourself. Aura, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Karen, for having me again. I really enjoyed it. That is Aura Nadrich. Her new book is Live True, a mindfulness guide to authenticity. You can find out more about Aura and her work at auranadrich.com. That's O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H.com. And you are always welcome over at karenhager.com. That's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can book a private session with me there if you're so inclined. You can also find out who's coming up next on this radio program. I've got some wonderful really interesting conversations coming up as we roll through the summer and into the fall. And so check all that out at karenhager.com. And if you're interested in a free monthly guided meditation where people from around the world come together just for 15 minutes to focus our collective intention on creating peace in our hearts and peace in the world, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. You can get information about the meditation, uh, like I said, for Sunday of every month. And there are a ton now of recorded meditations from past gatherings that you are free to listen to. And I hope you take those and share those all over the place. When we put our focus on peace, things change. So that's at openpeacefulheart.com. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.